0: So how do you experience all of Maui in just one visit? And the short answer to this is you don't. That's impossible. The beauty and the rich history of Maui, Maui Nookoi, it's the best. However, there are a few things you want to make sure you add to your list on your very first trip or your next trip to Maui. So stay tuned for our top five things to do on Maui. Welcome to Hawaii's Best Travel Podcast, where we help you prepare for your next trip to Hawaii. Discover the experiences, businesses, and stories that make Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. If you're anything like me, going on a tour, doing a tour bus thing with a bunch of people, maybe isn't your style. For me, I like kind of just exploring on my own. and That's really the best way to explore any one of the islands. And you can do that by having a tour guide right on your mobile device. So Shaka Guide uses your GPS to guide you to interesting places along the way. It's an automatic audio tour with turn-by-turn directions. So means all you have to do is turn on the tour and drive. Shaka Guide's self-guided tour gives you the freedom to explore the beautiful Hawaiian islands And know where to stop and what to do. We used Shaka Guide on a stay on Maui recently. And it was really cool. Just like, you know, driving to Lahaina on Front Street. Hearing some of the facts as you're kind of driving around. You're like, you know, this history is so rich. And that's what we're going to be talking more about today is the history on Maui, especially Lahaina. But this turn-by-turn direction gives you... It's like having someone who's lived on the island all of their life... Giving you all these cool facts and history about all these places, kind of and even some of these hidden gems along the way. Even on your way, if you're driving to Hana, your way to that, there's so many different little turnoffs and places that uh, Shaka Guy guides you towards. So if you go to Hawaii's Best slash Shaka, for Hawaii's best listeners, you can get a South Side tour of Oahu for free. So go to Hawaii's Best slash. Shaka. All right. Well, welcome to episode 30 of Hawaii's Best, where we help prepare you for your next trip to Hawaii. I'm your host, Brian Murphy. I'm the owner of Hawaii's Best Travel. And on our blog and on this podcast, we offer guides and tips and just some cultural insight to get the most out of your next stay on the island. And what's really cool about this platform and about our blog is that we get to hear the story of the people behind some of Hawaii's best experiences and businesses. So thanks for joining me today. Hey, I wanted to give you a quick update on travel because I've been waiting as long as I can to record these episodes. Right now, it is Tuesday, it is 5 p.m. and I am just kind of crunching to get this episode out to you because I wanted to give you the latest update on what travel... Looks like to Hawaii. So, as of the time of this recording, June twenty third, twenty twenty, Tuesday afternoon, um, there's still a fourteen day quarantine for anybody going in to the islands. And last week on um, on the episode, episode thirty, I talked a little bit about how inner island travel has been lifted. So there's not a fourteen day quarantine, which is great news. Hawaii is doing amazing in its efforts to stop the spread or limit the spread of COVID. Businesses locally are starting to open up, but so much of Hawaii and its economy is relied on tourism, as you probably well know. So there was a, uh, an inter- interview this morning with the governor of Hawaii, and he made mention that there's planning to be an announcement this week. So this week, um, we're planning to hopefully hear what... The plan is for reopening travel to Hawaii. The more and more information that comes out and the closer it gets to these details being released, it's probably going to be some type of pre-screening, pre-testing for uh, testing negative to COVID-19. That's probably what's going to be part of the requirements to be able to travel to the islands without a 14-day mandatory quarantine. Now, if you test positive at the time of the COVID test and you have a trip coming up, see, there's there's so many questions and there's so many variables that I'm hopefully looking to get answered uh, this week and the next coming weeks. So I know you've been waiting a long time. We've all been waiting a long time to at least just hear of a plan of when Hawaii is going to start opening up again to visitors, mainlanders, people from around the world. And I know it can be complicated, but it also can... Be a little bit simple too. So we don't want to overcomplicate because that's just going to turn off people from traveling to Hawaii. So I'm hopeful, but I'm also getting a little, a little frustrated. I guess it's a little anxious to kind of like get some answers to be able to relay those to you and be able to, you know, Hey, this is, this is what's going on. And this is uh, what to plan for, for your next trip. Cause that's what Hawaii's best travel is all about is helping to prepare you for your next trip to Hawaii. So with that, all said and all that out of the way, Um, stay up to date, subscribe, and um, I'll be sure to give you the most up-to-date current info that we know. Today, we're talking about the top things to do on Maui. And I thought, you know what, let's let's dream a little bit. I know for some of you, you're thinking about getting back to Hawaii or coming for the first time. And I know for a lot of people, especially if you live in the U.S., maybe international travel is not on your list right now, but maybe get into to Hawaii. Maybe that is on your list. And I want to talk a little bit and we can just dream up a little bit about what to expect coming to Maui for the first time. And I want to give you our kind of top five and plus a bonus one. If you stay to the end of this episode, we're going to give you a bonus one. The island of Maui is the second largest of the Hawaiian islands. And fun fact, it's the 17th largest island in the United States. Maui is part of the state of Hawaii, and it's the largest of Maui County's four islands. So when we talk about Maui County or Maui Nui, Greater Maui, we're talking about four different islands. So you have the island of Maui, there's Molokai, there's Lanai, and the unpopulated island of Kahulave. In 2010, Maui had a population of about 144,000, which is the third highest of the Hawaiian islands, which is behind Oahu and Hawaii Island. Maui is an incredible place. It has something for everyone from adventure to, you know, sipping Mai Tais on Kanapali Beach, snorkeling, romance. Maui is just such a great destination to really satisfy everyone. So let's kick off this top five things to do on Maui with the most historical spot on Maui, which is Lahaina. So you want to make sure you visit Lahaina when you are on Maui. It is a formal capital of the Hawaiian kingdom. It's a small town and has an amazing charm and charisma in the history. It's a formal whaling village. Um, and so that obviously means that Lahaina is a great place to Um, Do whale watching during the season, during the whale season, which is um, typically December, sometimes late November through May. So December through May, you're going to catch whale watching. That's some of the best whale watching in really in, in the entire world. But definitely one of the best spots in all of the islands is off of Lahaina, doing some whale watching is the best. Also in Lahaina, there's Lahaina Harbor, and that's a way in which you can do a day trip over to the other islands, island of Lanai and Molokai. You can also go to Molokini. We're going to talk a little bit about Molokini and snorkeling there. Um, so maybe that's a giveaway on one of our top, you know, things may, you want to make sure you do. But um, Lahaina is really the heartbeat of Maui when it comes to kind of a centralized spot. The The art scene is there. There's like 40 different types of galleries Food is amazing there. Nightlife happens there. Also, there's one of the largest banyan trees sitting near the courthouse in the harbor in the town of Lanahi. It's relatively a tiny park and where this is located, but it features one of the largest banyan trees in the country. The tree, which it was brought to the islands from India in 1873, it now rises more than 60 feet in the air. It's obviously a great place for a picnic, and the park there hosts a variety of different events. Like I mentioned, there, the art scene there is big, so there's an art in the park, which is held every, I think it's second and fourth weekend of the month. Now, it doesn't take much time to stop and visit the Banya Tree Park, but it's definitely worth the stop, especially if you're you know catching some lunch in Lahaina and doing some shopping. It's right there within walking distance, so why not check it out? Also in Lahaina, it features one of the longest running oceanfront luau's, the Royal Lahaina Luau. And it's an incredible meal. Hula dancers originating from New Zealand, Samoa, and Hawaii, live Hawaiian music, all the things you can think of when you think of a luau. This luau is a great way to experience the rich history and culture of the Polynesian culture in an impressive way. So definitely make sure you check out the Royal Lahaina Luau. Number two, visit Kananapali. Kananapali is a resort spot over on the west side of Maui, and it stretches about three miles of beach. And the beach is one of the best beaches on Maui and really in the world. In another era, these lands and these gardens, they were enjoyed by Hawaiian kings and queens who sought relaxation and rejuvenation, a retreat place was Kananapali. And when you visit Kananapali, you can see why. The land itself was comprised of sugarcane and taro. And it's just so much history, too, in Pali, from the training ground for of Hawaiian warriors in ancient times to the romantic days of old Hawaii in the 30s and the 40s, and now even today. Today, it is a resort spot, like I mentioned. It has amazing shopping and dining at Whaler's Village. If you listen to the, uh, the podcast at all, we uh, we did an interview with the food and beverage director at the Westin over there in Kanapali, and talked about their expansion efforts and some of the history about that property, which is really cool. But right next door is Whaler's Village to the Westin. And we got to talk with their GM, Jason, about uh, Leilani's on the beach. And that's a great spot. It's Right on the beach. Great spot for some drinks, um, some live entertainment. And last but not least, it's one of the most epic places to take in the sunset. When we were there for our interview with Jason, uh, we watched the sunset. And the sunset right in between Lanaihi and Molokai. And the sunset that night was amazing. And it was just an amazing experience some of the best sunset there. What's also really cool about Konopali is it reminds me of Waikiki, sort of, because you can learn how to surf. You can walk on the boardwalk right there with some of the world-class resorts and shopping right there. So it has kind of this feel of Waikiki, but it doesn't have the crowds that Waikiki has. And it's not as Um, It's not as compact as Waikiki is. So that's the best way is I can try to explain it. So if you've been to Waikiki, you know the activity and all the hustle and bustle there. Kanapali has a little bit of that feel, but it feels a little bit more kind of local, but still touristy, but not. I like the vibe. So it's definitely worth checking out Kanapali on Maui. And it's also worth mentioning that The Hawaii Food and Wine Festival, um, the 10th annual happens to be this year in October 2020, is hosted in Kanapali. So that's something also to look forward to if you happen to be traveling to Maui this fall. Number three, like I mentioned earlier, Molokini Crater. Go snorkel it. It's amazing. It's epic. It's off of Kihei. That's where you can go out of, or like I mentioned, you can also go out of Lahaina Molokini Crater. What's incredible about Molokini is that on a clear day, you can see up to 100 feet of visibility inside of Molokini. So Molokini, it was estimated to be created by an eruption about, oh, you know, 230,000 years ago. So it's been around for a little bit, but not that long. Molokini Crater is 23 acres in total, and its highest elevation is, is at 156 feet. So, you've probably seen pictures. It's got that kind of like crescent moon shape off of uh, off of Maui. Um, it looks like a little like crescent moon in the middle of the sea, which is pretty cool. There are about 250 species of fish and 38 species of coral that can be found on Molokini, which gives it kind of like the most epic snorkeling spot in the world. Because of this, and maybe this is like a public service announcement, it's important to always use reef-safe sunscreen, especially when you're visiting Hawaii. In 2021, January 2021, there's going to be a few different elements, uh, chemicals banned in sunscreen in Hawaii, but in my opinion, it's not enough. So you're going to want to make sure and do some research. Maybe sometime we'll bring an expert on on reef-safe sunscreen because now it's becoming kind of a buzzword like reef-safe sunscreen. But yeah, it could be, it's better than what it was, but there's still some other options that really help to preserve the beauty of the coral and the fish to preserve the islands for generations to come. And that's really what I think all of us have been entrusted with. If we love Hawaii, we love visiting Hawaii and experience all of Hawaii from the culture to the lands, it's important to leave it better than we found it. So that our children and our children's children can enjoy these same experiences that we get to experience in the present time. I would hate to be that generation that was the ones who just wasted it away. And we look and people look back at this time in history and say they could have done so much more, but they destroyed this land that was once so sacred and so special by doing a few different simple practices when visiting the island. So I'll get off my soapbox a little bit. I'm really passionate about that. Reef safe sunscreen, but do some research on truly reef safe sunscreen. And that's super important when visiting, when snorkeling uh, Molokini Crater. Number four, best thing to do in Hawaii is take a sunrise at Haleakala. It's going to be worth it. Trust me. It's an early day. So I would recommend that this would be something on maybe like day one or day two of your time on Maui. So say you're traveling from the East Coast of United States. There's going to be about, you know, depending on where you're from, a three to six hour difference in time zones when traveling to Hawaii. So you're going to probably be getting up at like 3 a.m. Hawaii time anyway. So why not do a sunrise at Haleakalā on one of your first days there, this is something that you're not going to want to miss. It's one of the most memorable experiences that you can experience in Hawaii at almost 10,000 feet above sea level Haleakalā stands. And when you arrive on Maui, you see this huge sloping volcano, which to see it in person is breathtaking. So you you travel up Haleakalā, And you take in one of the most epic sunrises that you'll ever experience. Now, here's some tips in order to do that. You want to make a reservation with the National Park Service. And we'll link that in the show notes for where you can do that. So the National Park Service requires a reservation for visitors to enter the Summit District from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. to view the sunrise. The one-day fifty sunrise reservation can be made up to 60 days in advance. However, the park interest fee is separate and it's payable on the day of visit. So I definitely would recommend getting that reservation in early as you're planning your trip to Maui. So like I said, you want to come early. It opens from, from 3 to 7 a.m. So get there early. Depending where you're coming from, like if you're staying all the way over in Kanapali, it can take up to two hours to drive the Haleakala Highway and then up the windy Haleakala Crater Road, which leads to the summit of Haleakala. So when I say early, you want to try to arrive at the Haleakala Visitor Center no later than a half hour before the sun rises. So earlier for a good spot, all right? And in the summer, the sun rises as early as five thirty-eight, and in the winter, as late as six fifty-five a.m. So earlier the better, and you don't want to miss the the clouds and the sky transforming right before daybreak, um, and the sun rises. It's incredible. So bring warm clothes as well because it can get very cold up there. Like I said, it's about ten thousand feet up, and also plan accordingly as far as like breakfast and gas because those things aren't sold within the park. So fill up your tank and get some food and head up there to Haleakala Summit. It's something you're going to remember the rest of your life. And like I said, we will link where you can make a reservation up to 60 days in advance in the show notes with the park service. Number five, Maui Ocean Center. This is a great spot, especially if you're traveling as a family. For over 20 years, Maui Ocean Center has fostered understanding, wonder, and respect for Hawaii's marine life with visitors from around the world. And it kind of goes into the conversation about reef-safe sunscreen, too. These are are some of the reasons of the why behind the what. At Maui Ocean Center, you can experience everything from um, living reef to their open ocean exhibit to schooling reef fish, sharks, stingrays, turtles— Hawaiian marine life, but it's also home to one of the largest display of Hawaiian corals. So to get up and close and personal with some of Hawaii's marine life and to have a better understanding of just the ocean world in general and and how it all matters and, and some of the things that we can do to continue to help protect and preserve this land and its ocean, you definitely want to check out. Maui Ocean Center. Those are our top five. And if I were to add another one, this is one of our favorite places to stop on our way in in getting on Maui and on our way out back to the airport. We love stopping at Maui Tropical Plantation. Maui Tropical Plantation is home to the Millhouse Restaurant. And I'll link um, that episode in our show notes as well about our conversation there with Angel Mao the Maui Tropical Plantation is a working plantation. Its landscape is some of the most lush views of Maui. At Maui Tropical, you can do some shopping. You can, they have amazing roasting house, mill house roasting. So if you get some coffee. It's a great, you know, on the way to airport, you can, you know, coffee up there, or if you're getting in from a long uh, flight, coffee up that way and, and get on and start your, your vacation at, Maui Tropical Plantation. The plantation also features tours. There's this tour called the Tropical Express, which offers visitors an overview of Hawaii's famous fruits and plants. It's about a 40 minute tour and it's ideal for family visitors who want to just who want to learn more about plantation life. What you do is you loop around the lagoon and cruise through parts of the plantation accessible only to passengers aboard the Tropical Express. And the, the tour also includes a coconut husking demonstration. So that is something cool that I know uh, kids will love to kind of be a part of. So definitely check out Maui Tropical Plantation. You can also do some ziplining there. Man, they got everything. And it's located in, in central Maui. Like I said, when you, you you pass it by when you're going to your resort and from the airport and you're going to pass it by again when you're going back to the airport OGG. So be sure to check out Maui Tropical Plantation on your next trip to Maui. Well, I hope that this list of Maui's top things to do was helpful to you. And I hope it just kind of, you know, inspired you to be still dreaming about coming to Hawaii on your next vacation. So to get the latest news on travel to Hawaii and some of the best tips and even hearing the stories from some of these amazing places that we mentioned today, be sure to subscribe. And I would also ask, since you're there, hit and subscribe, please drop a rating and a review. That helps us out so much, being able to spread this aloha, to be able to spread our love for Hawaii, the same love that you have for Hawaii to other people. So thank you so much for considering to do that. To get the show notes, everything that we mentioned in today's episode, go to hawaiisbesttravel.com episode 31. So until next time, be well, aloha. Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Travel Podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to subscribe. For more information to help you plan your next trip to Hawaii, visit hawaiisbesttravel.com.